You're not my man. You're not my man. You're a genius. And we are live. What's goody, people? Welcome to another iteration of the Who's Man series from the Nacho Man's podcast. This is our series where we interview artists from all different sides of the hip-hop or just music spectrum. So definitely check these out. It's dope checking into these things. You get a lot of gems and jewels from underground artists and you just get a lot of dope information and you get some fun ass stories. You know, we like to chop it up and bullshit, but me and Reckless today, we got a dope one. This is from, uh, I believe, Reckless's side of the world, putting everybody on. But uh, introduce yourself, sir. Yo, what up? My name is Vinny Van Gogh. Uh, I'm from San Jose, California. I'm in Los Banos right now and I make music. And I record music. Hey, yeah. Hey, there you go. Something that sound it sound like it's something simple, but it's like, bro, that's a very clutch thing to do. You can personally for me, the recording and like the production side of things is the is the better side of the music world because we know how dangerous the hip hop world and shit like that is now, especially when you're a face in the game and kind of having that back seat where you can still make your ends to me is always going to be infinitely better than you know being the fucking spotlight and have tmz and all that extra shit just always coming nope man shout out to that shout out to that Mm -hmm. so i wanted to ask just to start it off um so what do you what do you do in this hip-hop stuff you know i i reckless puts me on to things a little late so give me the explanation like somebody i don't know i don't know what you got going on man all right so primarily i am recording musicians uh, within the area or anybody that wants to make the trip this way, they can record with me. Uh, I started out making music, but now my full time, like what occupies most of my time is engineering. So I'll just record and make the record sound as good as I possibly can. And as long as the artist is happy, I'm cool with it. So I record people and try to make it sound dope. Simple. Okay. Okay. So that's the main focus, but you've done yeah. like, you've done production. You've even spit and yes. like that. Yes. Okay. Hey, got that, got that, you know, that Kanye action, that, uh, that switchblade action. You know, Jack of all trades, this guy right here. I mean, it's a good thing too. I mean, I know every time I've had like, well, before, you know, I started doing all my own studio stuff. I've always liked going into studios with people who've done both sides because you you can kind of tell if you're in the studio with someone who's just, who just records and just edits, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Rather than someone who's like, let's say like someone who's rapped or kind of a lyricist or, you know, just has that yeah. ear. They'll, they're, they're more prone to correct you in the studio or like give you some tips. Like, yo, you could do a better take rather than the person who's just like beep. And then they're on their phone and shit like that. Yeah. You know? yeah so it's, it's good to, it's, you know, you can appreciate that type of stuff. Cause that's only going to make the people you're involved with better. So shout out to that, man. People definitely need to, keep their eye open to what you're offering because there's a lot more than just like, yo, I'm engineering, you know, this is an ear that has experience and essentially three important worlds of the music game. Yeah. I can pass that too. I mean, it feels so comfortable when I recorded with you those many years ago, you know what I'm saying? Like it's always been a cool experience to like, record with him and stuff. So, you know what I'm saying? And it shows in the quality of his work. Yeah. Oh, damn. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, this is, this is a world where the music is super, it's saturated. Like this world is fuck. like the music world. It's just got so much going on. So with that, there, there comes the people who kind of hustle and, you know, the people who shortchange people. Like I fucking one time I, I threw a dude like a couple, like almost a stack to do like a five piece for me. 
And this fucking dude, I found out he just like threw it through that website lander as like the mix and master, bro. Right. Killed this dude. I was like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like spent no time on it. And it was very, it, you know, it's mad disrespectful because it's like, yeah. I couldn't tell if I couldn't, you know, if I didn't have that experience to tell like how this shit was done. And I was using lander for this podcast specifically when it started. Yeah. This is a lazy mix. If I couldn't tell, bro, I would have, you know what I'm saying? Like that shit, he would have just been okay with that. And other people yeah. would have been okay with that. So I exposed the shit out of him. I was like, nah, I'm not cool with that. Yeah, that's right. Bro. Yeah, that's, that's scammy. They're very scammy of him to do. Yeah, it's very fucked up. And it's like a young artist, though, like, what are they going to do? You know, the you're going to trust somebody who's probably been doing it for a while. You know, you're not going to, yo, I don't trust this and shit like that. You don't want to yeah. yeah, burn bridges. So it's, it's a tough yeah. world to be stuck in. Yeah, yeah. I've never used Lander, but I know some people that have sent me references from Lander, and they're pretty cool. I guess you know, it's nothing great though. I don't. Yeah, it's it's essentially like for volume, like levels. But it's 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 like you throw it through a website. They run like an algorithm to just level it to like the standard volume, but it's no actual mixing going on. So it's good for like podcasts and stuff because there's one audio. You know, it's just voices. You know what I'm saying? But. It's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? But it's also, it's like for a music. Yeah. Come on, bro. That's cool. I got to, uh, maybe I'll refer someone to that because uh, someone was asking me to edit some audio, uh, podcast audio for them. Mm. Well, actually, they wanted me to cut out some of the breaths in between. So I guess you can't do that with Lander. But I was just like not down to uh, do a podcast. <laughs> I was so interested in. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to like, I don't know. If it, my heart's not in there, I don't want to do it because like then, you know, I'd rather give someone else the opportunity who's more passionate. Yeah. Yeah, podcast audio is like a lot, especially if it's not like something you're it's tough with podcast audio because it's like either you're interested or you're not. And like if you're interested in it, you'll miss stuff. But if you're not interested in it, you'll miss stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to get my boring shit in the podcast or a lot of bullshit you don't care to hear. It's like it's hard. (laughs) And then I gotta open my mind a little bit though. But yeah, a lot of you like not too interested in. Well, depending on what it is and who it is. Yeah. Yeah. You get like a mega podcast, (laughs) it's gonna be a little harder (laughs) to handle that shit. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you though, them, them, the people that do stuff like that probably got the best equipment. Cause I know motherfuckers that would have like really good ideas for like podcasts and shit, but they recording it on their phone and it's like, like, no, like, no, (laughs) like it's a waste, you know, step it up. But yeah, either way, but reckless, you can dive into your questions, sir. I got, I got mine out the way, but I'm going to have a couple as we go through. Thank you. So what I want to know is, uh, how did you first get into music, bro? Like, do you first get started with the raps or the production? Like, has production always been a predominant thing? Or, like, you know, I know you take it more serious now as being an engineer and stuff. But how was the beginning looking like? Uh, it started off me. I, like, freestyled with a couple of my friends in middle school. And then after that, I was like, for whatever reason. Well, I got into rapping before that. But the digital aspect started in middle school. Uh, mm. I was lucky enough to have my mom invest in me at a very young age. And she got me a computer. Uh, like a like an M audio box and then a, a microphone, a Perception 120 to be exact, the AKG. Nice. And then I started recording myself, rapping. But, you know, as you're recording yourself, you do slowly learn how to engineer. So then that evolved into me getting bored of doing it alone. So I started reaching out to my homies. So I was like, hey, you guys want to come record some music? And if, if I'm inviting them, I am going to take the step to do with the recording you know i don't want them to have to be recording yeah. themselves so mm-hmm. that's kind of what started everything it was just uh you know some downtime when i was younger and yeah so i got into it with uh, that's right gotta let parents know man 
Show interest yeah. in what your kids are interested in. You know, let them let them do their thing, man. Some, it's not all about being doctors and stuff like that. All right. <laughs> yeah, <For real>. yeah. <laughs> let them let them experience it. Cause yo, that's <laughs> Thanks, man. No, it's fire, man. I never had, uh, you know, I, my, you know, my mom was never about that. She didn't care about, it. you know, she didn't give a shit. So, I was just like, <laughs> yeah. So I got into music. Like I was, and I was crazy. Is I was always been a part of like music, like cultures and scenes. Like I've been going to shows my whole life. I used to record shows. I've been in bands, but I never like learned music until like later in my life. Gotcha. But I've always been and writing poetry and doing stuff. But that was just all on my own. So I was winging it. But then yes. when I hit you know, a point where I had like adult money and I was like, I'm going to take piano lessons. I'm going to do this. And I'm like, bro, I love this shit. Like, I wish I started, you know, when I was young, I yeah. wish I had opportunity, but that's dope, man. That's dope. Okay. And how did you come up with the name Vinnie Van Gogh? Big fan of the arts or what? <laughs> uh, Vinnie Van Gogh. Originally I was going by a different name when I was younger. It was Vinnie Mac. And I got into a relationship at the end of high school and I'm still with my girl to this day. And uh, at first I felt a little bit kind of like fraud, you know, I didn't want to be Vinnie Mac, but I'm like, I'm really committed to this relationship, you know, I'm holding it down. So I don't want to portray a different image that I'm not really backing up. So I was like thinking, and then she thought it very first name she thought of, she said Vinnie Van Gogh. And I was like, wow, that works. It's the same initials as my, like my government too. So I was like, okay, I'll run with it. And then since then, yeah, she made it up in like less than five seconds. I had no idea how, but I just kind of like try to just grow into the name and make sure like everything's more artful. I don't know. I didn't really try too much, but it started growing into me. Like, leading yeah, me gave, gave it like stuff. some sort of image that you can attach to. Yeah. Like, Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at that. Hey, that's dope, man. Hey, that what's cool too is like I'm a big fan of uh when people get dubbed their names. I mean, it's cool to like think of a name and like all that stuff, but when you get a name like given to you from someone, it's from a whole different place. You know what I'm saying? Cuz it's hard yeah. to name yourself. Oh my god, I know. Cuz you don't want to sound too cocky or you don't want to sound like yeah. this. You don't want to give off the wrong thing, but someone giving it to you, it's like, bro, they felt they felt something that they were yes. like, "Nah, cool for you." You know? So it's like, hey, that's that's that stays in stone, you know. Once you keep it that way, so that's dope. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. And uh, talk about your early music history, getting into projects and stuff. As my my research, I found an album called "The Bloodline with Chaos." How was it like making that project? And was that the first project, or was that like just a one of the many? I would say that's the first. That's like my only official project. I would say I did two mixtapes in high school where it was just like grabbing beats. Uh, if you listen to Bloodline, I'm pretty sure there's a couple purchase your tracks today. I'm not sure if there is, but I think there is. So, but I mean, I guess I still call my official because I had help from somebody who had heard my previous projects. He was a family friend. He reached out to me in a YouTube comment and he was like, you guys are dope. Do you want to come use my studio? And we were recording in my shed. So I was like, yeah, let's go use the studio. He had a cool studio. So Bloodline is the first, that's like the most recent project I've dropped, which is very dated, like I don't even know, 10 years. I don't know. But. <laughs> yeah, a little more than 10. <laughs> a little more than 10? Yeah, it's been some time, bro. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a cool piece. I like that. That was a cool project. Experimented a lot with my sound in there. Nice. Cool, oh, man. You still in touch with uh, Chaos or not? Yeah, that's my cousin. Uh, so we're tapped in. Very strong. Good. Yeah, good, good. That's dope. That's dope. 
And why did it take a while? How can we even put out any other project after that, bro? Was it like, you know, just got dove in too much into the engineering side or what's going on? That's a good question, man. I, I did start picking up engineering a lot heavier. And uh, I kind of, well, oh, when I first got with my girl, I stopped doing a lot of music. For whatever reason, I was just very invested and I was like shelving all my other stuff because I was super interested and that was my first relationship. So I was like, yeah, let's just go in with it. And uh, so I took a break and I would say I kind of slowed down a little bit with momentum and then I would just kind of get back into it doing singles. But I started recording and that seemed to be a little bit more like beneficial for me. I, I enjoyed it more because sometimes writing, I had a, it would take kind of a while sometimes. I still drop singles like in between, but yeah. I did want to just start putting my energy into engineering and learning how to be quicker and more efficient within Pro Tools. Mm-hmm. So engineering did just start taking up like majority of my time after that. Okay. Nothing kind of wrong with that, you know what I'm saying? Like it sound to be clean, you know? And that's dope to cause like eventually, I mean, is there a plan for like eventually like once you feel is there gonna be like a like a level where you're like, all right, my engineering is so dope that I'm about to put out something crazy just to get it out there, just to flex the engineering and the music shit. <laughs> Man, I, I mean, oh wait, I did drop a couple projects, but they're not the same. I did drop some like three track projects, like two, three okay. track projects last year. Um, it's cool. I just don't like a, I don't really like recording myself too much. Cause like, it's cool. I've done it. All my stuff like recently is all recorded myself, but I just start kind of like getting too lonely in there. It's just me in there and I'm like hitting record and then running back and forth. And I'm like, this don't feel how it used to feel with me, like vibing with the people. I mean, but you gotta be able to stand solo strong. So I figured that out, but I was just like, let me take a step back. Yeah. yeah. Now sometimes you got to be in that mood too. It's tough, man. I I had to force myself to record something every day just to get like a rhythm because I know if I don't, I'm not gonna. I don't want to. You know what I'm saying? It's just like ah. so. Yeah. It's like you got to force yourself at some point. And it's not to say that I don't love it, but it it you miss that studio vibe. Like that's one yes. thing I think pandemic fucked with me with mm-hmm. was like, man. As much as I got a nice setup here, I love just chilling in the studio, bro. You know. Yeah. And you can't re- recreate that shit. You know, it's like, yeah. that's great, man. How did the pandemic affect you? Like, I know, like, probably recording was a hell, like, to get it, you know, to get up and running again. So at first, like, I enjoyed, like, the time I was able to spend at home, you know, and everyone was like, now nah, we can't go out. So I was kind of using it as, like, a, it was a really cool, like, excuse to be, like, chilling at the crib all day. And I was exactly. like, man, we can't, you know, we'll get sick out there. So I was just chilling. I, I started gaming a lot. And then uh, <laughs> my girl, so we started doing that for a while. But um, eventually, I got bored of chilling at home. Everybody started like slowly opening up a little bit. But I was like trying to find new ways. Like I, I kind of started taking steps into like content creation and like doing videos and trying to participate in like doing giveaways or giving out tips or stuff. Uh, it's not like natural with me to do that, but that pandemic led me to get a little out of my comfort zone because I still wanted to make moves in a time where everyone didn't necessarily feel like we had to, you know, like everyone was chilling, which I was too, but I was like, I need to do something. I gotta find a way. So I was doing like remote sessions for people, very few people, like two people. So it was cool though. That's fine. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing. Like the pandemic, everyone hit a point where there was just this feeling of like, 
yo, I could take advantage of this time. You know, like everyone at first is like, yo, the world is quiet. We're all going to chill. I don't got no, you know, no FOMO, no fear of missing out. I'm chilling. Yeah. And then everyone gets hit at one point where it's like, I need to come out this pandemic like That's 10 funny. levels further than, you know what I'm saying? I need to get fucking busy. And I, I, I enjoyed that about the pandemic. Like I even, you know, with my setup, like I fucking, I got an MPCX, you know, the MPC. Yeah, you know, I was like, I'm about to fucking get this. And then I told myself, I'm like, I'm going to pay this off with what I make with this. You know what I'm saying? And I, you know, I went off with it and I'm glad I did because that was a dope investment. And then it was like, I started trying to have like every now and then, like I, you know, did built like with like pipes, built like a little booth. And I was like, yo, come through, record. You know, I was trying to get shit moving, but it was like I was inspired because I saw, I saw like, comedians performing on rooftops and you know backyards and people just doing a lot of shit that like felt taboo but it felt like you know some underground shit like because the world wasn't allowed to yeah that was cool yeah that was exciting about the pandemic and it was like yeah you know fuck that normalcy like even though doing something that you know a year or two before was normal the fact Mm -hmm. that it didn't feel normal it just gave you this you know it was like a new breath of life so pandemic was wild man (laughs) You made a booth out of pipes, like uh, the PVC pipes. You structured it. And then I had, uh, yeah, I made the PVC pipes. I still have it, too. I use it every now and then for, like, if yeah. people try to record in the open. And I got, like, moving blankets, a bunch of zip ties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that you know. Is, yo, dude, that's all you really need, bro. Other stuff is very nice to have, but that, as long as you're not, you know, bouncing your vocals off the wall. Like, in yeah. here, I don't know how my mic sounds. I don't got no treatment in here, but. <laughs> but, yeah, bro, that's cool. I did a booth kind of like that, but I didn't frame it out. I uh, just, I had some thick ass like foam panels that I got from a friend of mine. Uh, his name is Rico. He used to have a studio called the sound theory. And when he mm-hmm. shut his studio down, he blessed me. Like his studio was like 50 K. He told me he was going to sell it to me for 50 K. But I was like, that was way too much money for me. I was like, what? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But he gave me all the styrofoam. So then originally like I built a booth, just like stacked the styrofoam on top of each other. And it was like a, almost like a, a fort you could say nice. hey that's whatever cool. works <laughs> it worked yeah, yeah we were we recorded a lot of music in there that's cool hey, yeah i mean it gets the job done i mean when i had the little booth thing i was like hyped about it because i was like yeah i got time i had time yeah. so i ordered a bunch of pipes you know i started cutting shit up i bought like the little corner pieces and i made yeah, it like yeah. i get and now it's in the corner but i could put together whenever i need and it's a nice oh, little booth yeah, I got like the long cables for my mic and the headphones. And I'm like, yo, so whenever I have people here and if they're a little shy to just do it, because this room, you know, it gets good sound. Like nothing's bouncing like crazy. But like if I have someone here who just some people can't record just right next to someone out in the yeah. open. Yeah. Yeah. Whole different confidence. So it's like, hey, fuck yeah. it. I still use it. So it was a it was a good it was also a good investment. It was cheap too. like the, I didn't realize you could buy PVC pipe just like that cheap. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, you learn some like good, uh, good building skills. I bet too. You know, show yourself yeah. that you can do. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I felt. Oh yeah, I felt. Hand- that's one thing the pandemic taught me. I was making mad shit. I was making like foods from scratch, doing a lot. <laughs> but I had time, bro. I was just reading. You know, I was reading and watching YouTube's and shit. I was like. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone became a chef and a home improvement fucking expert. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, uh, what were your influences, uh, rapping wise and production wise? Like who were the great producers that you looked up to and shit? I, so I was thinking about this. I was kind of like anticipating this question. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't think about it enough, but I'll tell you like off the top <laughs> when I was really coming into it, mm-hmm. um, 
I musically I liked Fifty Cent. I liked Kanye. Um, Good shit. Wista. Mm. I don't know. I'm not really good with like re- referencing like the years, mm. but uh, it was in that era. I kind of liked that music of that era. And as I was growing up, that was like kind of like some of the higher level stuff that I would call higher level because it was on the radio and I was like mm. kind of looking up to the radio. So mm. artist wise, it was them. I don't think my sound sounds anything like them, but like I just appreciated like the high quality content they were giving us for our ears. You know, it was cool. And it was, I would feel like what they're saying, I'd be able to kind of like almost like feel like I'm living what they're saying a little bit. Mm-hmm. That was far from what I live, but uh, that was cool. Uh, producers, yeah. one of my favorite producers, I like Cardo Got Wings. He's, uh, he's super cool. And then it was like a sound, sound click era. So like there was this guy named Johnny Giuliano. He was dope. Uh, Scarecrow Beats was dope. But there's a lot. There's a lot of people coming up, but I remember this. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah you remember SoundCloud? SoundCloud was nuts. That was a good era, man. <laughs> that was nuts. Uh, the Shadowville. <laughs> oh yeah, Shadow. Yeah, you said Shadowville. Yeah, that was. I used to get a lot of people. Heard that mm-hmm. name before too, man. There's a lot of people on there. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great, man. And like, you ever have your shit on there on the SoundCloud? You have a profile I, on there? I never made it to SoundCloud, but. I found SoundCloud shortly after, so then I just went to SoundCloud. Yeah. But I wasn't into producing back then. I'm barely into producing. I have like my moments where I'll like binge on producing, but then I, I do get burnt out and I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, like I did that same thing you were doing um, with the making something every day. Yeah. And I noticed that my production from day one of that month, it's like maybe like the first week, I picked up a bunch of new like confidence of what I was doing and a little more like flow I would say with the producing and it wasn't so like basic because sometimes I'd make beats stop and then I'd listen to them I'd be like hmm it's kind of like standard you know typical beat but I was like I started getting out of that like conforming to a attempt a certain type of sound and then I was just being more free with it yeah the beats haven't got used yet so I don't know if people are vibing with them but I still enjoy them. So I was like, yeah, right, that's cool. Yeah. That, yeah. That's the good phase. Cause like when you, yeah. Cause like, I remember when I, when I first got this NPC, I was like, all right, let's do some boom bap. All right. Let me try some trap. Let me try this. And then like a few months down the line of just being consistent, being on it for like almost yeah. two hours a day, I had a crazy workflow where I was like, all right, I'm gonna make a beat off of this or I'm going to sample this. And then next thing you know, I'm watching fucking hours of like, tribal videos on youtube like oh this shit sound hard you know what i'm saying so it was like then it got you know it got really fun and it gets you start to get that workflow and then you know you 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 don't really because i i was doing a lot of youtube university to learn some things and once you get your own flow then that stuff doesn't matter then you're just you're in your bag and then you start having fun with it and that's yeah yeah that's 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 music though like that's the beauty of music like it just keeps getting better they're like you know that's why i tell people when they plateau or if they f- just keep doing the same thing it's like bro you're doing yourself a disservice because the music's not yeah. gonna wait you know yes. music can always change and always get better so it's like fuck it keep doing what feels good just keep trying like keep fucking around with shit if it hits it hits if it doesn't start again no one will know <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. and uh 
when it came to like uh, recording and you had like an extensive amount of people recorded, like I remember the first time I went to your studio in San Jose, I was there with like a lazy boy, Cuddy Banks and a bunch of different artists, rest in peace. Um, what's been your most notable artist or your favorite like artist to record with and stuff where you have any cool stories you can tell us? Uh, lazy boy, the cool artist to record with, uh, he's one of the first people that kind of, uh, that I've seen pick up the punching method. And he was one of the first people, aside from seeing Lil Wayne do it, but he would uh, just on spot think of his vocals, you know, think of the lyrics and go. So that was kind of fun. Uh, I like recording Cuddy Banks because he was like such a cool vibe to be around. And like, he's the first person I heard push ad libs personally, like in my studio, that were not your A's and your Yo's. Like, he was putting such like melody in his ad libs. And I was like, at first, I was, it was almost like kind of funny. Not that it wasn't sounding dope, but I was just like, oh, man, this guy's, like, really pushing, like, some heart out. And I was, like, it caught me a little bit off guard because he had, like, a lot of heart. So hearing it in the vocals was like, oh, that's nuts. Um, yeah, a lot of people have such creative skills with, like, the recording process. I like recording with my boy Rez. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have seen him yet, but he's dope. He's, uh, he's cool. I like – he records with Autotune, but he does this interesting thing where he uh, – well, mute his mic, which a lot of people do, but I think it's kind of difficult to do auto-tune with your mic muted to not be able to hear how your voice reacts to the auto-tune instantly. But he just hears it out. He's like, play it back, and then he corrects it himself. Mic muted, and then I'm like, okay, that's dope. And then, uh, so that's, that's cool. Yeah, that's dope. That's unique. I mean, but that's, I mean, that's yeah. dope. It's his yeah. process. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's a no. lot of artists. Everyone has cool food. Everyone has it. I don't want to. I'm already leaving out a bunch of people, but I'll just keep it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. That's cool though. Yeah, man. Like, but that's this that's the type of shit too that like pushes things forward too. Like I always appreciate artists that do do things like that. Cause like I've always I've always made fun of cats who always want to do the, you know, one take Drake shit. And it's like it's cool from like, you know, a con you know, confidence thing and like a lyricist yeah. thing. But it's like, bro. Imagine if all your favorite movies, like imagine if Marvel movies was just like one take, baby, you know, one take uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of fucking madness. And it's like, bro, that's the point of a recording. If you want to do that shit live, by all means, yes, it's going to hit different lives yeah. in the studio. It's like, this is where you can make magic. Like you, there is no boundaries. Yes. You know what I'm saying. Sure. So like shit, like ad libs and stuff like that like it yeah i can imagine like it does get crazy one of my homeboys um dunce cap shout out to dunce cap he is nuts but he i used to always laugh when we go to studio because he would make crazy noises and he was very big fan. like it kind of like remember how like the old d12 era and like m used to always have oh, them crazy ad libs so he would do shit like that make crazy noises and it's funny when you hear them recording but then when you hear it on the track it makes sense and you're like yes. oh you know and that kind of shit like that's the art itself and that's something that like you gotta understand like that that kind of detail and that just you gotta be passionate about something to make something like that work or even punching in lines like not everything has to be one take like sometimes it sounds better if you just punch in that extra line that you keep losing your breath at because you want it to sound consistent clean you know if you add layers to certain hooks or bars or whatever yeah. you know, yeah. melodies bro melodies like you need it like if you're doing some like especially with the new trap sound you need those melodies 
You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's bring that life. That's like fucking hip hop tracks without a baseline, bro. You need it. <laughs> you know, you need it. Right. Yeah. Crazy. yeah. Definitely. And not to name, you don't have to name any names or nothing, but like, have you ever had a bad experience recording an artist? And uh, if you haven't, what would you do in the, in the, in the event that that would happen? Like, you know, you have this terrible attitude or whatever, what have you, just terrible experience. How will you deal with that? Um, I've been fortunate enough to not have artists, not record any artists at least, or, you know, maybe I just don't notice it, but no one usually has a terrible attitude, but I have had sessions go south because my gear has been slow and we do finish it. And if not, like I will compensate them somehow, give them their money back and still give them the project is like, that, bro, that kills a vibe. If your computer's freezing up, like that's one of the, that actually like, that will make me feel like bad afterwards and i'm like a little bit like sad like i'm like damn like i don't know how i'm gonna get back to recording that shit hurts a little bit but um artist wise in the studio everyone's cool i have had some artists be out of the studio and do stuff that like i don't like um i've had artists throw up outside of the studio and then just dip and i didn't know that and i found out later from the studio owner and he was like bro your guy did this and then but fortunately he hit me back and he paid the cleanup fee so i was like all right that's cool and then but outside the studios where usually I'm, I've been recording in like home studios. I barely got my own studio here in Los Banos. But prior to that, I was at my friend's places renting it from them. So when people like disrespect their place, where I hate it because it's like, oh man, you're representing me. And like, uh, yeah, yeah. That's very, that's just the worst, you know, it's and un- maybe they, they're cool with it, but. Yeah, it's unprofessional. And it's just, it's not yeah. like a Very unprofessional. Yeah. yeah, but <laughs> in the studio. What happened? No, I just say you feel away afterwards. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So then that might keep me from responding to your next. Hey, can I get in the studio? I will definitely. I might. I don't know. I'll respond and say no sometimes, but sometimes it's like, nah, I won't open it and I'll just leave it. I'm like, nah, I'm not ready for that yet. Maybe when I'm feeling more like composed and I'm, you know, feel more okay to like forgive them. But forgiveness is, you know, very good. So I, I know shit happens. So. But sometimes I'm still a little bit like salty and like a little petty, like, man, I don't know. I didn't really like that. So <laughs> that will keep me from like accepting, yeah, no. a session with some people. That's true. You got to respect yourself too. If they're not respecting your time and yourself, like who else is gonna, you know what I'm saying? You got to put the line, put your foot down, like, yo, you know, you didn't respect my time last time. I can't exactly give you that pass again, you know? But the, you're like, you're a liability. You're like all this shit. So can't do that. Yeah. I did find out like, I was very like, um, I was very avoidant. I avoided confrontation a lot and addressing some things where I realized like, if we just tell people, you know, it can prevent it from happening again next time where people understand, you got to let them know how to, you know, how you like to be treated. And if they understand that they could apply themselves correctly and there's no like, you know, re- repressed feelings that I have because it's unnecessary. It's better to communicate and let people know how you're feeling. So yeah, just continue to running smooth. That's why I, you know, so I don't have to feel like I'm ducking somebody or feel like I'm leaving somebody hanging. Cause yeah, whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, and that's, I mean, that's, that's just good etiquette in general. Like you gotta, if you keep it straight up and straightforward, then more than, more than likely you're going to get that respect back. You know what yes. I'm saying? It's very unlikely someone's going to, unless they're, they came in with the mentality to do some slick shit. Yeah, you know, most likely you're gonna get that respect back, and that that's a lot of 
you know, I mentioned earlier, like you got to watch out for certain people who take advantage of certain people and certain people who do, you know, scammy type shit. Like yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had, you know, nightmares from like, I've well heard of because I would lose my mind, but like, I've had artists tell me about like times they go to the studio, someone records them and damn near holds their stuff ransom. Like, Oh, I, I want this much money to send it to you, you know, and shit like that, like more money than the actual studio time. And like, it's just shit like that. Or like one of my homegirls, shout out to her. And she was recording with this dude. And just because it was at his studio, he was like, yeah, this can only be released with my name on it. Hmm. So like her first four releases have this dude's name on it. And I'm like, yeah, who the fuck is this guy? When she dropped it. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And she's like, oh, those are the rules of his studio. I'm like, that's a scam. Yeah. He already owned your masters. Your sounds like that's fucking crazy. Engineers, we get paid so much up front. Like, you do not need to mention engineering. If you do, it's awesome. But like, we're getting paid up front for that reason. You know, we shouldn't be trying to nickel and dime yeah. the artists. It's fucking expensive. Like, it's expensive, and yeah, that's kind of just like this guy's just a little bit, a little bit moochy, I think. And it's, it's not right. You, I want the artists to get the spotlight they deserve. It's not about like trying to tag on and clout chase with the artist. Like, oh, I'm the engineer. Like, if they put you in the credits, though, I love it. And I would tell people, can you throw me in the credits? But if they didn't, they didn't. But like, yeah, I never want to force my way onto someone's project. Yeah, that is, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. Oh, we got a question from the comments from Cassidy Ray. One oh, a.m. So, <laughs> how do you feel and handle when you're recording someone who sounds bad and won't take helpful criticism? You kick them out. Now. Yeah. <laughs> you tell them no, and you start hitting fucking flex horns and trash yeah. ones now. Yeah. Now, how would you handle that? Um, so, like, I I think I got a little bit, like, kind of, like, a certain way recording people, and I might be overly suggestive in my beginning of my career. And I realized, like, I'm taking a little bit too much because, like, engineer isn't the producer. You're not the writer, you know? So I, I had to find my lane very fast, and I did. And I realized, like, I... I was kind of hesitant to offer criticism because I wanted the artists to put their sound out as, as much as they wanted to. So like, just cause it doesn't make sense to me, doesn't mean it won't make sense to somebody. Even if yeah. it doesn't make sense to somebody, it makes sense to them. So that enough is like for me to trust their sound. However, once they open up to like asking my opinion on something or if they're like, what would you do? I will give my criticism. I mean, not criticism. Yeah. My advice or my input and, um, you know, I'm not like, you know, I haven't made it. So I don't know if my advice is like necessarily the one, but I'm like, sometimes I hear people maybe like say a word, a different tone. I'm like, if you did this, it could be cool. And if they try it, they like it. Cool. But if they don't like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I ain't it's their songs, their baby, you know? So like, I need to, my goal is to bring their vision to life, how they planned it, not how I see it as an engineer, unless I'm like paying for their session and, I'm hosting it and you know, I'm in a place where they're understanding that I'm want to contribute to the production side of it. But for the most part, like that's not my role to, uh, to criticize their music or give too much advice, but there are artists that I'm more comfortable with and I will give unsolicited advice, but I catch myself like, all right, this is not my song. Like, yeah, let me dial it back a little bit. Yeah. I mean, there's a good balance that comes with that. It's like a lot of it can be chemistry, a lot yeah. of it can be like if you because like if you if you're feeling the song and you kind of hear what they're hearing, 
then it's like, yeah, like that advice, obviously it, it's going to make yeah. sense. But there's some artists that like, you know, like you're just not hearing what they're hearing because it, it might not be your bag. It might not be something you've dove into. It's, you know, it's they're probably putting you on to something new. So it's yeah. like, how are you going to know if you're immediately trying to put it in your comfort zone? You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, nah, you got to you got to get uncomfortable and figure out what they're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's I like, trust them to lead us for sure. Yeah. It's a game, but like th then again, you know, there's some artists who don't, <laughs> who are a little insecure in the studio and they yeah. don't know where they're at too. And that's, you know, that, but that's yeah. part of it. In those situations, so, when I see someone a little bit lost or like, you know, a little bit kind of like getting overwhelmed, I will try to break it down into smaller sections and like, that is where a lot of the times it's if people try to do one takes, they can get frustrated after like the fifth take of not one taking it. And then yeah. the takes from there can start going south because they, they start getting a little bit frustrated with themselves. You know that they didn't hit it and like they're embarrassed. But I'm like, bro, this is this is what I live for. Like, this is not yeah. embarrassing. Like, I'm not, I don't think that's bad, bro. Like, I understand you want the one take, cool. But like, I will, if some kids missing one takes, I will be like, you want to try punching in? And I love punching <laughs> in. I think it's cool, but. Hell yeah, yeah. Way better. You make it sound you could like. There's a difference between like it could sound clean with one take, but like yes. punching it, you can make it sound perfect. Like if you have it exactly away in your head, you can deliver it perfectly. Especially like, I like to think of it as when I punch in, I'm like method acting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like that punch in is like action, and then you go yeah. right into the role. You know, you don't yeah. need to into it. You go, you're right there. So it's like yeah. after that. <laughs> Man, that music gonna sound. You gonna hear it. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna sound clean. You know that's yeah. how like a radio shit sound like that. Like you think yeah. this motherfucker Meek Mill is just in the studio yelling the whole time? Yeah, he'd be fried if he was just in there fucking <laughs> yelling full takes. Like no, his voice would be gone, bro. Like no, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. And uh, to any upcoming engineers or studio creators or anything, like what advice would you give to them starting up? And what's a pet peeve you have in the studio? Oh, two piece. Two okay, piece. Okay. So, the advice I would give to them. Um, all right. Advice that has helped me has been kind of like to know that it's their song, their project, their time. Though I'm helping, like, you know, the goal is to have the song meet their expectations and you don't always got to show out and show every single cool trick, you know, as an engineer on every session, like yep. it's not about the engineer to like show your cool shit. Like they, you know, if the artist wants some sauce and they ask for extra and you, you, you got some that you could apply, do it. Or if they're like, whatever you have, once artists like say, do whatever you think. I love that. But yeah, cause then you could get yeah. busy. Yeah. Then I'm like, <laughs> Right, you said the words. You said it. That's a smart yeah. word to say. Like, let me handle it from here. Definitely, like, don't. I don't want to like. I want my artists to feel comfortable, so I try not to like go faster than them. I let them set the pace, and I will just match their pace and work at their flow. That's what I've found is the most beneficial, like during the sessions. Mm -hmm. And then, um, second question you had was i don't like people hitting me up five minutes before a studio session saying they're barely on their way and it takes like 30 minutes or 40 minutes to get to the studio yeah uh, i'm okay if you tell me you're gonna be late and i can like accommodate a late session and i can move things around but i appreciate like a heads up but i just don't like the the inconsiderate like yeah. you know because and then it's a weird situation like i 
I'm like, you know, I'll give you like, if you're 15 minutes and I could do it, like, I won't be like, yeah, you're not going to, I'm not going to take those 15 minutes out of your session. I will add it to the end and give you those 15 minutes because, you know, I'm, I'm a self business. So I don't, it's not like I'm okay with it. Like I'll chill for 15 minutes. Like, yeah. But if it's like 30 or 45, it's just a little bit like inconsiderate. And I, yeah, because it can mess up your future yeah. business. Yeah, it can mess yeah. up like another session. Yeah, exactly. So being inconsiderate, pet peeve, um, best advice, work at the artist's pace. It's about them and help them feel comfortable in the studio. And yeah, that's, that's what I think. Hey, yeah. Hey, that's good advice, man. I, I tell people all this. I'm like, bro, just be on time. Like it, it's not going to fucking kill you. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause we're, you know, I, I guess I'm very old school, but it's like, yo, as, as men, like as people, like mm-hmm. be about your word, bro. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? That's all we got. Like, you know, fuck all the money, all that shit. Like our word is what we got. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's yeah. yeah. Even if you don't subscribe to that train of thought, the, if you're really about this music should be right. at the place you're supposed to be at the time you say you were going to be at, you know what I'm saying? That's if you're really about it. That, uh, that, <laughs> that shit. Uh, I think it was Akon said about Eminem mm-hmm. and he was like, Eminem only is in the studio from like eight to like four. And he was like, yo, I'm gonna come through the studio. And he was like, all right, bet. What time? And he was like, oh, like nine. And like M left for the day it was like, well, you got to come in during my time. Like this is, and it's like, yo, you got to be professional like that. Like you mm-hmm. have to set that boundary or just to be early. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. oh, we got another question. How long do you hold on to sessions and stems for artists? Ooh, that's a good one. That is good. Yeah, I will hold them until I pass away. I have no idea. I haven't deleted nothing. The only time I lose sessions is if the hard drive crashes, which has happened once. And but yeah, it happened once, and it was a. It had a very important. It was like one of the biggest like songs I've been a part of at the time. I was so excited. It was a. It was a song with Lazy Boy, and he had a Filthy Rich verse. We recovered it. So that's cool. Yeah. Somehow I like chopped it up from like the MP3 or, you know, like did something to make it work, but to lose that session and like, it feels so bad to lose sessions, but I will hold sessions to this day. I think I have, I think I have all my sessions. I did lose one hard drive from like five years ago, six years ago, but I got everything else. See, I, I did some from my Gmail though. Cause you know, like it's just a space and like, sometimes I'm like, I hope they got them downloaded. It's been a couple of years. Like I have deleted one and this guy was like, Hey bro, don't believe, don't be deleting my shit. And I was like, Whoa. <laughs> I feel it. Though. Like, you know, like I feel yeah. it, but I could still send it. So he could just tell me to send it. So he don't gotta be all like, turn at me sideways. But, you know, <laughs> like, bro, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Yo, that shit is very scary. I, I used to fucking, so I, I big music guy, big like into the hardcore scene and stuff. And I used to collect a lot of demos and like CDs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I always save them on hard drives. And I remember I had one hard drive break on me. I probably was like 18 years old, but this was like years of music. And it's music that like, I still can't find all of it. So I was like, never again. So I've been like a part of Dropbox since the beginning. And right. even to the point where like, um, as in like in my artist shit like every year i'll charge maybe three artists like for a feature just to pay the dropbox fee once that's paid it's like all right everybody three features but i do the business dropbox every year and it's like two terabytes so i have everything and i do everything from the cloud and you can access it from wherever and i don't have to worry about you know because i do also still save stuff on hard drives but it's just like i need that extra security because it's like you know that's the great stew. Everyone told me, bro, you got to have a backup to your backup. Uh, yeah. 
place. Yeah, I got to do that still. I'm I am gambling by only having one drive with everything. It's it's okay. very like now that we're talking about it, it's a little bit irresponsible of me to be <laughs> Shame, I have to go to Best Buy after this interview. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm telling you, Dropbox is Dropbox is good too. If you want something like some. Dropbox. Yeah, I do like the regular business Dropbox. It's like a hundred, like a, it's like 120 a year, and it's yeah. two terabytes. You know, two terabytes on the web. You could put it on the phone app. I I dish out emails even with like Reckless. I send stems that way. I keep every, and I'm that organized. But it's like yes. that's where I keep it. You know, that's right. Okay, I got to check it out. And at that point, I would wonder, like, I guess I, I would just probably throw everybody on there for now. Yeah, yeah. why not? Otherwise, I have to email them or message them and then wait for them to respond. And sometimes, like, I lose, like, kind of, like, that same feeling I had if it takes too long to respond, you know? It's like a small window, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the energy... Yeah, I got to work on that. Personally, like, you know, people got other things to do, so I got to be considerate and, you know, give them time. I learned that. Yeah. Not true. It's, it's hey, that's part of the. This is the stuff that like people don't talk about. Like this is all part of the game. This is the game that we play. It's not as easy as I'm a record songs. I made a song. Like I'm I'm famous. I'm an artist. Like no, nah, there's a lot of it's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of you know. There's a lot of shit that go into it. There's a lot of you know keeping your sanity and keeping your shit together. And like it's, there's so much that goes into it. That's why like I you know I always tell reckless even just with every venture I do. I write shit down. I can't do stuff without writing it down because I have to keep it organized or else I'm lost. You know, mm-hmm. like, even if you, if you saw my Dropbox, I got verses that I recorded when I was like fucking, you know, on like the old flip phones, bro. And I saved like audio to an email. It's crazy. But I have everything. Every feature verse I've ever done is organized with everyone's name. And it's just like, What's going to happen in the future? You know what I'm saying? I'm I, People just need my Dropbox if I get, you know, if I yeah. get God and they want to put out a little, little, little song in this album and shit. Yeah, well, yeah, well, <laughs> album for me. Yeah. <laughs> be I'm there. actually mad jealous of that. I wish I had my old shit. I lost a lot of files. Back. I, have, <laughs> I have everything. I have every studio session for like my first fucking mixtape, like everything. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I lost all that shit. That's- it's very organized of you, bro. That's a very good like discipline you have because that's not easy to do, bro. No. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, but it, it pays off, you know. Like I keep at, like my sample, everything, like my beats, everything, and I'm just like, yeah. yo, it's in the cloud. So if mm-hmm. I need something, I could just access it. I don't have to, you know, sort through shit. Like I look up the yeah. person, artist name, and it's good too with Dropbox that I like is if since I got like so much space. If I make mm-hmm. a full and I share it with someone and they they can use some of my space. So if I send Reckless, like if I have a me and Reckless folder and he wants to do stems and all sorts of stuff, I'll save it for him. He could save it in the Dropbox and it goes into my yeah. his. So it's That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it keeps us it keeps everybody organized. Look at this. She yeah. said, I got files all the way from 2016. Yeah. <laughs> and you delete a lot of shit too. So that's impressive. <laughs> 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 so favorite part of this interview brother tell me your top five favorite artists of all time and your top five producers of all time Ooh. oh damn i should have thought about them um top where five i got some my own question my own interview so you're in good company <laughs> yeah, yeah let me think uh you got my spotify real quick hold on i'll tell you just i'll go off like they got the spotify's all that you know what i'm saying let's see right out top uh 
What do I listen to? Great. I, I lately I I got onto listening to Vince Staples. He's got a really cool sound. I fuck with Vince Staples. Um, which, which Vince Staples? <laughs> which new or old? <laughs> uh, future or now? <laughs> so the, I like. I guess I don't know how old. The oldest for me is North North. Yes. Is older? Okay. North Park was cool, and then we had the tape. But like that, the summertime that that Vince Staples was peak. Do you like his new music? Like his melodic stuff? Some of it. Some, <laughs> I'm not, I, I, some of it, but you know, it's he he made it very clear he was doing stuff for festivals. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And it's not uh, fully, like all of it's not fully my bag, but some of it, I you know, I'm not I'm not mad at it. The dude's a dope lyricist. I just back in the you know the summertime, like North North days, he was rapping, rapping like he yeah, was that was that was a cool sound, bro. His beats were sounding crazy. Yeah, that was yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, let's see what else I've been fucking with. That was a lot of music. Uh, let's see, let's see what, who else is dope. I I mean, like when I was like. I really liked currency for a little bit, mm-hmm. but I just kind of like uh, not listen to him as much. But I don't know if I can put him on my top. I'm just let's just disregard that whole thing. The same music, not the same music time. You know, it's just like a different, same vibe, different times. You know, same vibe, yeah. different times. Yeah. Same down, different title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not mad at him for that. You know, he found a bag that he likes. On weed, that shit fire. <laughs> well, I really like a. Uh, one of the artists I really like coming up, and he's very. I'll put him in my top five too. Is um, Blue from Blue and Exile. Oh yes. yeah, music. and that whole Blow the Heavens project was like one of the probably one of the best projects I've heard, and I listened to it maybe like a year straight. I still listen to it to this day. Like I got the likes in there, and you know when they pop up, I run it back if I need to hear a song again. Album's in Blue. Should let's see what else is up in here. Uh, Mac Miller. Mac Miller's dope. I. Yeah, yeah. Case. I was fucking with Mac Miller from Kool Aid and Frozen Pizza, and then I fell off listening to him. And then after he passed away, I listened to Swimming. Or no, Circles. What was it called? Swimming. Oh, Swimming, we had yeah. like white cover and shit. Yeah, we're sitting like a, it almost looks like an airplane, but I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about that one. That was a cool album. So I, I like that. Um, who else? We had three right there. That's three. Hmm. Easy Mac with the cheesy raps. <laughs> he grew up. I, I didn't start liking him until Macadelic. Everything before Macadelic, I was very weird with. I wasn't like a fan of party yeah. and all that stuff. And then once Macadelic came out, I was like, oh, this is, he's starting to develop. And then he put yeah. I liked that when I saw him live at the uh, Future Carnival. I was like, all right, I'll give this guy's music a chance. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a great show. Great. Yeah. A great show. I caught like three shows from that uh, Good AM tour, and I was living. I was like, "This is fantastic!" I was like, yeah, that's, "Boy, that's lucky." But I wish I had a count one. That's sick. Um, that's sick. Yeah, he's dope. Yeah, um, I like Quavo. Quavo is dope. I'm not sure who's my top five. We go like five people I fuck with for it's sure. Two five. Now. The yeah. top five yeah. usually boils down to who you're listening to currently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then uh, I started listening to. It was very random, but I also listen to Payroll Giovanni. He's kind of cool. He's got like a very like smooth. summertime. Yeah, yeah, he makes move and he do he, he gets it done. He'll he'll say some slick shit too every now and then, but everything yeah. as far as his delivery and productions, wow, smooth man. I fuck with Payroll. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you see, 
Oh yeah, Ski Mask. I like Ski Mask music too. Ski Mask is dope. Grass, there you go. Yeah, Grass. Grass. He hasn't done anything in a minute, man. He's been hiding for a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. But I like that's a new like that new sound of like the higher energy is really yeah. dope. Because after I was listening to that for a while, it was very hard for me to listen to other music. But I finally got back to it. But I was like, I needed that stuff that made me like bounce like that kind of vibe. And I was like, it was like a new drug, you know. And it was like hard to find stuff to match that feeling. But I, yeah. I tapered off and I was like able to transition back into hearing everybody dope. Right? Was that five? I don't know if that's five. But yeah, that was that was six. <laughs> but now the uh, producers, yeah. Yeah, uh, I like I like Cardo. I like I like that whole every everything he did with Wiz back in the day was super cool. And to the day he still has a cool sound. Like he's dope. Um who do I like? Cardo was fire. Damn. So if he says it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Never been a fan of like Wiz Khalifa, but he definitely I can't hate on the beats. <laughs> can't hate on the beats. I when I'm when I'm not chiefing, uh, I'm like, okay, it's a weed song, but he just, I don't know. I, I think what helps is also like he's got some cool swag, so like yeah. I fuck with that. It kind of helps the understanding for me for his music, but it, yeah. yeah, it's not too crazy like in sound. Um, Alchemist got some cool beats. Alchemist, there you go. Uh, he got some cool beats. Um, these brain farts are real, bro. <laughs> oh, wow. They happen with these Liz Holmes. <laughs> Scott Storch, he made a lot of like the classics growing up when I was younger. Yeah, so okay. for sure Scott Storch is up there. Yeah. Um, Storch. I like Metro Boomin. I don't know if he is an independent producer or if he is like outsourcing for stuff, but I like his sound because mm-hmm. yeah, he has a cool, cool bounce. Who else I like? Um, and there's someone I know that I'm missing, but yeah. <laughs> and then I, I mean, I'll throw it in there. I, I like Kanye West beats too. I like how he produces. Okay. Yeah, yeah he has a wide, wide style. Like, yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. It, oh yeah, obviously this is a sample from the beginning. You know that sound he made. I loved it. I think that's his his he created that, right? I don't know if other people speaking up sound like the, with the yeah. yeah that when he did like uh commons b and he did like the black star stuff and like all he he like changed like he didn't do all the black star but he did a few things with like most deaf and stuff but like that was his sound that was like his era yeah. i appreciate that sound that's a yeah it's one of my favorites very easy that to, will never even if it's done now it'll never not sound good you know what i'm saying it's one of those like it always sounds timeless yeah, it's the timeless sounding beats that was master of back in the day. Yeah, like those sounding beats, I'll always like, no matter what, I'm like, oh, this beat fucking hits. You know, whenever it's just got like a dope, soulful fucking sample and some crazy, you know, chunky, chunky drums on there, it's like, yo, this is special. It always gives that vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ever like on Mac Miller's production? Fire. He mm-hmm. made beats or like his production from the producers make for him. Uh, he no. Mac, Mac Miller made mad beats. He actually that this is actually a perfect time to plug it in for you mm-hmm. because you mentioned you've been listening to Vince Staples, but Mac Miller produced a whole Vince Staples project. Oh and wow, it's true, and it's fire. But yeah, this Mac Miller under the I'm name like Fisherman, but he produced a lot of his. Oh own yeah, stuff. yeah, he oh, yeah. 
was really dope. That's nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, anything else uh, coming up uh, that we want you want to plug right now and shit? You got any, maybe an album? I don't know. Yeah, well, let people know. (laughs) Right now, I'm just, I've really focused on pushing the studio time and the studio sessions. I find it like I'd rather push that right now because if I get too much inside my artist bag, I start neglecting my recording and I will be divided too much. So, I'm like, let me, I have too many artists right now that are like, not too many. I have a, a few artists that I I don't want to start going towards making music at the moment because it uh, should be divided too much, you know? So, like, I know people could do it, but right now I'm just pushing studio time mm-hmm. and no projects coming up. Just, but there, a lot of people got projects coming up. Uh, I got my homies. Their name is High Def. They're super dope. Oh, uh, Rez is dope. Um, who else I've been working with? I got there's another guy I met and his name is Mark Mark A and he has a really cool sound. I just appreciate like working with artists that have a nice uh, nice sound and stuff that's like good on my like my spirit. You know they don't gotta be making like holy music, but like if it's not something that kind of like harms the you know there's some frequencies that kind of just like a little bit too grimy for me like though that's what i came up like recording a lot i prefer it less now like i prefer yeah, people speaking more sonics. yeah i like people speaking more from their heart now and yeah. to me that's even if it don't sound sonically the best like when they're speaking from their heart something about that does something and yeah. you could just feel like and it will give you chills sometimes when you hear people say stuff that's like very vulnerable and like that's what i like the most is like artists just uh being being a, not not original, but being honest and true to themselves. I guess it is original. I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, but that honest music will always, that's one of my like biggest things, especially just on the review page in general, is like honest music will always shine through. Cause like yeah. you can attach to it more. Like, you know, we, we love movies, but not, we don't attach to every fucking movie we watch, yeah. you know? But when you have some real honest shit, there's things, there's bits and pieces that you can wholeheartedly be like, yo, that's me right now. This is a hunt, you know, yeah. this, this is, you know what I'm saying? So, hey, that's dope shit. But um, the plug in where let people know how they want to reach you. If you have, if you want people to reach okay. you. And plug in the studio as well for those who want some studio time in the area. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, studio is called the Neighborhood Studio, spelled straight up Instagram. I think it's the only spot you can find it. And then Vinny Van Gogh, all one word. Uh, wherever you can search it, it'll probably pop up. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's really it. Solid, solid. Yeah. I do want to give you props on your. Uh, bro, I love how you review the music, bro. Because you're so honest sometimes, bro. And it's like, well, actually, you're so honest every time. But sometimes you don't mind. Like, it is honest, and it's like you got to. I, I love it, and I like when you show the artists that can handle the criticism and they're not offended because. Yeah, that's cool. So, like, I want to give props on that because like, you're one of the first people I've seen reach out to people and then review their. I don't know if you're reaching out to review it or not, though. Actually, I don't, so I'll take that pack, that part off. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Usually, at first nice. we were hitting people up, and now they reach out. Like, you know, we let people be known, but yeah. you know, it's, it's clear. It's clear communication. You know, if it isn't something I just grabbed off of, like, you know, yeah. the new iTunes drops. But yeah, plus I send out a bunch of your shit to the single reviews all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Hey man, we need that honesty in music. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, like I get it. It's subjective, you know, for the most part. But it's like you gotta understand. Not everybody's gonna love this. Not everybody's gonna love yeah. that. And you never know. Like, because I'm an artist myself, it's like, hey, 
I'm not doing this to shoot nobody down. I'm not doing this. I want to, you know, some people I'm a little harsher on because I'm like, I know you can make fucking way better music. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know you can bring that shit. So it's like, come on, like, let's get after it. You know what I'm saying? But I appreciate that, man. I I truly appreciate that. Like, I think the platform is something that artists need because it's for artists by artists. So fuck it, you know? (laughs) I have like bad ratings, bro. Like, you will want to check them out so they will still get a view because I'm like, let me see yeah. how bad it was. You know, like, I'm not going to... Yeah. Oh, you still get, yeah, you actually will get more views for some reason because people... I don't know. I think I'm more interested. I'm like, let me see what he doesn't like about this. And then... Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Like, yeah. yeah. And that's 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 the human nature too. We we attract to negativity for some reason. I think it's because the news. That's how the news shapes us and shit. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, yo, if I crack a very specific joke or anybody on the team cracks a specific joke about the review, you want to hear it. It's better than just saying the music's bad. Because if you just say it's bad, then it's boring. Nobody cares. But if I crack a joke like, yo, he sound like Kermit the Frog on the song, everybody's <laughs> oh like, my- you know, they're like, I want to hear this. <laughs> you know, just keep it real. Yeah. You know, and it and it helps, you know, for the most part, it helps if someone that's why I tell artists, I'm like, bro, good review, bad review is free press. I'm like, if you gave someone a red stamp and they shared it, everyone like all their friends list is gonna run it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Their friends are gonna run it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And we encourage it. I tell them, like, yo, send your people to come curse us out. Let's have a good time. Like, we're good. Like, we, we already have paid shut down. Like, we're good. Like, yeah, we'll just spawn again. You know. <laughs> yeah, I got I to get some courage to send them to you guys. I sent you one song, and you guys are cool. You know, you guys are very cool about the review. And I was just like, man, I got to be careful because, like, I'm not ready for the flame. If I send something that's not, I was like, I'm not. Uh, yeah. But then, uh, yeah, you guys have reviewed one one of my homies sent and I was featured on it. That one was cool. Uh, uh one guy was like Yeah, what did it say? One guy was like trash, but <laughs> oh Waco. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Waco. Cool. I, I, mean, I know he didn't really get a chance to listen to the song, but I I, mean, I was intrigued. I was like, man, tell me why it's trash. Let me know why. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think he was taking out the trash, he was feeling away. I don't know. But <laughs> hey, that but that's the yeah, fun of it. That's the point, bro. You gotta you gotta take the criticism. And it's yeah. it, it actually was like yeah, it feels good because like you know I don't want to tell you your shit's dope, bro. I, want, I like hearing like I don't know, I like that. It made mm-hmm. me feel like all right, cool. Like when your shit's not just because I feel like my friends will tell me my stuff's dope because of my friends. And that's cool. Your friends, like, yeah, yes, man. Well, you yes, man. If if there's something like off about it, like I want to know. You know what I'm saying? Like, is there something I could switch up? Something I could change? Like, if yeah. track out, I want to know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's why. Hey, that's why I tell you, like, I get cooked on the page. I, I I've gotten a red stamp, and it's my page. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I started the page, and yeah. I got a red. I got I a red stamp on my last project. Yeah. Oh yeah, I get. I gave you a red. Stamp. But like, I reach out to people who I've given red stamps. Like, hey, I'm dropping a project. You want to review mine? <laughs> you oh. know what I mean? <laughs> and I let it be, but I keep it real. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, we're, we're it's, it's it's fair game. <laughs> it's for cool. all of them. You know? Very cool. Yeah, it's for all of us. So it's like, uh, gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah. But yo, uh, I think that's uh, you're done with the questions and all, right? Yo, yes, sir. Want to say truly appreciate you jumping on here, chopping it up with us, and all that good stuff, man. Everybody, check them out. I'm gonna put everything in the description and all that good stuff. This is gonna drop next week. 
Uh, but the live I let stay up for a day. I'm only leaving it up now so people can jump in. But uh, either way, yo, truly appreciate you jumping in, chopping up with us. And I appreciate what you do, man. The triple threat thing, super, super valuable in this music. Real talk. So keep doing what you do, man. And let us know what's next. Is there a heads yeah, up to you? Yeah, thanks, yeah, Reds, no for hitting me up. You know, thanks for you guys. Cool vibe. You guys got the whole podcast vibe down. Very mm-hmm. easy. I wasn't sure. You know, this is my first. I've interviewed kind of, but they weren't smooth. I think it's my first smooth interview and nothing's ever dropped. So if this does drop, that's awesome. Either way. If oh, it's live, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We take care of it. We got a running machine, man. We take care. We got, we got a machine going here. We've been dropping shit aggressively. We're consistent. Yeah, I appreciate you guys, uh, you know, platform. Thanks for creating that. Thanks for putting hey, me no on. Doubt, bro. Hey, no doubt, man. Super dope. Man. I appreciate that feedback, man. That shit means a lot. I, I pay attention to all that. <laughs> I tell them they see in the Discord. I pay attention to everything, and I appreciate that. <laughs> but, yo, I'll holla at you. Yo, hit us up if you ever need anything. Yeah, same way. All right, will do. Peace out, y'all. And everybody who joined in, we appreciate y'all, man. Y'all have y'all a good She says she got a question. Oh, wait, hold on. One more question. Question. We'll give you the last question. We'll right, give one in the last one. <laughs> All right, so hold on. So every beat I make, even though yeah, I do, because it's like a little bit too much effort to delete them. But <laughs> if, it get, if it doesn't get saved, I, I crash plenty of beats that don't make it to the save button. But if it makes it to the save button, I'll keep it. I'll keep there it. you go. Yeah, you didn't <laughs> save one that's bad. I respect that. Look, that's a good one. But now, with that being said, her final question. We signing off, man. You truly appreciate you. We get up. Right,